Welcome to the Rediscovering Your Creative Self podcast, where you get a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation for your creative practice. The villain, the spectator, or the hero? Are you the villain, the spectator, or the hero in your own work? What do I mean by that? You know, the villain in any story, it's always the one that sabotages the good. The villain is always the one that takes things that are working out well, that uh, may be moving in a good direction, and alters that path. And I think inside of all of us, we have the villain the spectator, and the hero. When it comes to the villain, you probably have recognized that character as your inner critic. That character that comes out when you're really excited to work on something and then you know you, you, you start the process and then, no, oh, that little villain comes in and starts to make changes in your mind about where the possibility or the direction of that work can go. And then everything starts to fall apart. And that's the role of the villain. And some of you may say, I can't get rid of that sneaky little villain. And there are some strategies to do that. Okay. One of the things and I know some of you have heard me say this before. My strategy is when that villain shows up or that inner critic shows up, I put him in the naughty corner because you have to shut up that villain. You have to punish that villain. You have to do something so that villain no longer has power over you or your work. So I put it in the naughty corner and I say, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of you. I don't want to listen to this anymore. Because every time that we have a villain in real life, for instance, bad guys, bad people in real life, what do they do? They exhaust us. We get exhausted. Because one of the things the villain does is create chaos. You know, the everything's flying around, you know, green smoke in the air and just all these things are going on. And that's what the villain does. He makes a mirage of chaos. And when we're dealing with our inner villain, we have to just close our mind and just say, I'm done. I'm not listening to you anymore. So you can go off into your own little space and sit there. Well, that can work, but you got to add something else to it. And it's called action. And that's where the villain really gets destroyed. It's the thing that the villain can't stand the most is you taking action. So if there's something you're working on, something you're excited about, and then you get that inner critic that comes in, you just tell him, shut up. I'm not listening to you anymore. You're exhausting me. And guess what? Whatever you're going to do or try to convince me to do, I'm going to do it anyway. 
When you tell your inner critic, you're going to do it anyways. And I'm not talking about something crazy, right? I'm talking about with your art and your process and your ability to express yourself in that form, your voice that needs to come out. So when the inner critic starts in, you let them know where they, they, where they stand and you say, I'm going to do it anyways. You're going to decide to do whatever it is you do. Maybe it's, I would love to, um, you know, maybe get together with a group and go do some painting on location. But a lot of times when people, you know, go to work in groups, there's this whole, oh no, people are going to see me in my process. What if it doesn't look good? And, you know, we get into all of our minds. And I see that as a teacher, um, you know, when I'm, especially an undergraduate, when you're teaching a class, they get all nervous. And I always try to remind the students, especially one-on-one, is nobody cares about what you're doing. They just care about what they're doing. They have no brain energy to focus on your stuff. So nobody's, you know, all those things that we tell ourselves, oh, everybody is looking at me and what if it's not good? And, you know, all those things, it's all in our head. It's in our head. That's what the inner critic does. Creates chaos, creates all kinds of thoughts. He's good at that. But if you just tell him, shut up, move to the side, I'm sick of your business, okay? I'm not going to listen to you and I'm going to do it anyways. So when you take action, and then there's a third part to this, you're consistent. It's not about, well, I'm going to, you know, take action this month and then I'm not going to do anything for another month. It's when you do it consistently and regularly that the inner critic's power gets diminished substantially. Because when that inner critic or that villain inside us knows that we're going to do it anyways, that's our, it's like, you know, our instinctual thing, just erase, erase your head. You know, it's kind of like an etch-a-sketch, you know, back in the days, you just shake up the etch-a-sketch when that villain starts to come in and you say, I'm going to do it anyway. And you do it. And then you do it again and you do it again and you do it again. Then what you've now done is taken away the power. You know, sometimes when we think about our villain, they're kind of bullies, right? But when you stand up, you finally stand up to the bully and you stand up to the bully and you stand up to the bully. The bully's not around so much anymore. And then it just becomes kind of a distant memory. And then you got new challenges. Of course, new villains are going to come along with new challenges, but that's the strategy of the villain. So we also have inside of us the spectator. Well, the spectator, for me anyways, is probably the worst of all three. And you say, what do you mean? He's worse than the villain? Yeah, because the spectator just watches everybody else do what you really love and want to do for yourself. Because you're so afraid to try that you just 
stand and look and and are a spectator on the sidelines of your own life and process and artistic practice. So the spectator is somebody that um, I believe is kind of in between the hero and the villain. Just watches. If you find that you're spending more time looking, watching, wanting, comparing yourself or your work or your practice to others, then you may have a little bit of the spectator issue. So one of the things that you do, um, you know, sort of get rid of the whole spectator thing is stop comparing. Stop looking at others. I mean, it's great to be inspired by others. That's that's a wonderful thing. I mean, I'm always looking through books and things like that. That's That's not a problem, but I'm not feeling jealous or I'm not feeling um, like I'm missing out. I just feel like I'm inspired. Okay, so there's kind of a difference there. So stop comparing. Stop looking at others. Get off social media and just be in your own studio and in your own artistic practice and feed from there. You know, when I was uh, growing up, there was no social media. And when you were learning art, you were, you only had a you know, small handful of other students that were in various classes. And for the most part, you were really pretty much alone working in your studio. So there was no benchmarks, really. There was no like, you know, you kind of were with a group of people who are learning the same stuff all at the same time together. So you're kind of all equally, I mean, some would be better at certain things than others, but, you know, for the most part, everybody was learning equally, you know, learning similar things equally, kind of experiencing similar challenges equally. But everybody did their work. Well, you had to. It was an assignment, and that's what you were in school for. But when you're outside of school, you have to set up your own parameters, your own um protective walls, I can say, um, around your practice at certain times, especially when you feel like you're moving into something new. The worst thing that you can do is kind of share something, um, you know, before it's even had a chance to kind of filter through your process, you know, especially with a large, diverse group like social media. It's always better to have a smaller, more intimate group of artists that you know, that know you, like a class I was telling you when I was in an undergraduate program myself, and everybody's kind of learning together. That's a healthy relationship. You can bring people in. It's allowing others to see things in your work and you see things in other people's work. At least that's all good. But being a spectator is when you're not participating. And so one way to get out of the spectator thing 
is to avoid large, massive groups. Actually, there's studies and scientific um, research that's been done. And it's called um, more smaller, intimate focus groups are better for learning. And that's beyond art. Okay. These are um, teaching studies that have been done. And um, what they're finding is breaking up and getting away from larger, massive groups to smaller, more intimate groups where people build relationships with each other and then they share. It reminds me of, you know, the Inklings where, um, you know, Tolkien and C.S. Lewis and other writers used to share their work and they all benefited and they all grew from that. And those are wonderful. So get rid of the spectator, start participating in a group, start doing your work where you shut off um, from outside things and focus on your own work and process and just do it. Don't be the spectator. Don't wait till your work is perfect before you begin. That almost doesn't make sense, does it? I think... When we attempt, we're never going to be perfect right from the get-go. Everything takes practice. It takes consistency. You know, it reminds me, you know, being a mom and having my daughter when she was young, I never expected her to come out of the womb fully talking and building sentences and can walk and run and sing and jump and do everything right from the womb. Perfect. Oh, my goodness, we have to work with them. This is how you do your letters. I mean, the whole pee-pee on the potty thing is just like a whole big thing. It's it. Everything takes time. And you never in a million years expect your child to get these things instantaneously. Every parent will tell you it takes, you know, it's, duplication it takes um you know practice and and encouragement and, and there's a lot to it so why do we expect that we're going to be artistic prodigies the minute we start doing art it's silly isn't it i mean think about it nobody gets good at anything until they keep doing it keep doing it who cares what it looks like, what's about, just keep doing it. If you do that, you will get better. But you got to be out of the spectator mode, and we definitely got to be out of the villain mode to do that. So, this leaves us with the hero or the heroine of our practice or story. And the hero isn't the person you actually may think that I'm talking about is. It's not the dun, da, 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 superhero does everything perfect like we just talked about. No, you know what the hero is or the heroine? The hero is somebody that shows up on the good days, on the bad days, on the tired days, on the distracted days, on the large storm powers gone out days. The hero is the person that shows up consistently, 
and does the work. The hero does the work. The hero shows up. So if the hero for you is at seven in the morning and only has 15 minutes, that 15 minutes over time adds up. And it's just not about how much finished work you can get. You know, sometimes I've had five minutes and let me tell you, five minutes is a long time. Go on a Stairmaster for five minutes. Then you tell me if five minutes is a long time especially when you're out of shape. Five minutes, I've come up with ideas for series, books, articles, collaborations. When you exercise your brain to get in state, in other words, in that creative mode, if you do it regularly, any lap of time that you have, you you keep doing it. Instantaneously, your brain gets into that state. You can create You can think, you can ideate, you can come up with ideas and solve problems. Every time, every five minutes that you have, every 10 minutes, whatever you have during the day, shut off the crazies, okay? Like the the, uh, social media posts and all these other things that are completely useless time taking away obstacles. Shut them off. Shut off the TV, create, go in that studio, get in that space. You will be surprised how much you can do, how much you add to it, how much more excited you get, because now you start to see, you start to see yourself gaining every step forward, whether it's a baby step or a large leap is a step in your process, a step forward. Okay, so what I'd like you to think about this week is are you the villain, are you the spectator, or are you the hero or heroine in your own work? And how might you make some changes in the way you think about yourself and your work to be in a state of creativity and like the hero or heroine you show up you show up consistently and you do the work have a great week and as always create from the heart this audio series is part of my navigating the labyrinth of the creative mind patreon endeavor the site uniquely intermixes self-reflection, and personal storytelling with exploratory mixed-media techniques and expressive approaches to art making, elevating the creative consciousness and guiding each person on his or her own path to discovering the creative spark that resides within. Check us out at www.patreon.com slash Lisa L. Sear, and that's spelled C-Y-R.